0: Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. (laughs) Good morning to you, you beautiful brand new listeners. This is Jeremy, your host for Progressively Horrified, and first and foremost, the cast and I wanted to say thank you. Our first episode dropped only two days ago, and we are so appreciative of all the support you've given us already. We've put a lot of work and a lot of love into this podcast, and it gives us a chance to share some of the things that we love with you, and consider horror movies through the filter that we don't often see, and we've been excited to see you responding to that. Now, as I release this to you, it is Monday, November 2nd, 2020, and we are about to go through the longest week in modern history. First, Daylight Savings Time just ended, so if you haven't fixed your clocks yet, do that now. Second, there is a huge election later this week, and it's going to be high stress for all of us. Hopefully, you'll be able to go cast your ballots without issue, but while you do so, we wanted to share a little bit of the upcoming second episode of Progressively Horrified to help calm your nerves. It's about Anna in the Apocalypse, an apocalyptic high school musical with zombies, And the full episode comes out on Friday, but we wanted to share a little bit of that with you now as a preview of what's to come. Also, keep an eye out for our Patreon, coming to patreon.com slash progressively horrified, where you can help support the show and can get some fun goodies for your trouble. But for now, here's our trailer of episode two. Keep your head up, have as good a week as possible, and take care of yourself, because we love you.
1: Hello. Hi. Good to be back. Episode number two. Woo.
0: Don't call it a comeback, because it's only the second time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's also not a sophomore slump. We,
1: we never left, because we <laughs> just got here. <laughs> yeah, uh, It's a musical. A thing I did not know going into this film. I feel like I should
2: have warned you, but also, that's on literally every piece of media about it. So,
1: in my defense... I assumed you would have read what it was. <laughs> I,
0: think,
1: I yeah. haven't been this yes. bewildered since watching New Pope when they said John Malkovich's character looks like John Malkovich. I'm so used to horror movies um, that don't care about its characters. Yeah. And I'm so used to, like, silly, so like a movie like this, I'm so, I went into it with such the mindset of, like, oh, I'm going to either hate or not care about these characters and I'm just going to enjoy seeing them get, like, eaten by zombies. And it's not that. It's not that. This movie cares about its characters and really treats them as, like, good, as, like, oh, no, like, as real human beings. Like, and there were some some of the depths in this movie where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm so much sadder to lose this character than I thought I was gonna be.
2: Right, there is definitely, we'll get there when we get there, but I cried three separate times in this movie and I'm not afraid to admit it.
0: You know, speaking of that, it's, this is remarkably light on the really six known British actors. Um, <laughs> there was,
2: yeah, nobody known at all. There was
1: only one Game of Thrones alumni.
2: I was gonna say, was her mom dead? I missed that. It's not like they said it in every scene. My first (laughs) note on this movie is, wow, zombie movies hit different in 2020, don't they?
1: And then like, boring. I'm like, fucking, no, that's an important pandemic update. Who turns away from that? Lots of people, it
2: turns out. I I I have this ongoing thing about how I used to think zombie movies were inaccurate, and then I lived through a pandemic, and I'm like, no, accurate.
1: Where is the Christmas themed Fast and Furious where Vin Diesel is wearing an ugly Christmas sweater but it doesn't have sleeves because of course it doesn't. He's
0: Vin Diesel.
2: <laughs> the sleeves cannot be, c- contain his muscles so they popped off.
0: I feel like um, you could talk Vin Diesel into this. Like I, I think he Vin Diesel
2: it. has already pitched
1: this. They've said no to him. I'm telling you I don't know it for a fact but I believe it. It's a fucking Vin Diesel has to outrace Santa's sleigh in a drag race. <laughs> He, uh, he, Absolutely. And they Good constantly
2: advice. say that Christmas is about family.
0: That's something I've said in a lot of interviews that like in high school, everything is life or death. Like it always feels like things are really important and really happening. And whatever you do is is going to have a huge effect on the rest of your life. And yeah. I think, you know, setting setting a zombie movie in that really makes sense.
2: This whole movie is way less cynical than you would think it would be for a zombie movie, to be honest. It's it obsc- really is. It's a hopeful zombie movie, which I feel like I I can't pinpoint another one. I do love when she is talking about how there are no zombies, and he's like, so that's normal? And it just pans to the head going, nah, 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 nah.
0: <laughs> this,
1: this goes back to my original theory of Anna as an anti-masker. Tom
0: Holland definitely got himself zombie. Oh, no,
2: you're right. Of course. We love you, Tom Holland, but there's no way you wouldn't be.
0: I mean, I feel like he has very heavy Kelsey Grammer vibes, but maybe just straight up Frasier vibes, actually. (laughs) Um,
2: He is. This is what Frasier would do in the apocalypse.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Can we just make that movie?
0: Frasier: Colon apocalypse.
1: Hey, we're bringing Fray. Hey, guess what? We're NBC. We're bringing Frasier back. It's the zombie apocalypse, and he has to still give his radio show from like a fallout bunker.
2: It's the reboot that only Kelsey Grammer keeps saying is ever going to happen, but it's all
0: (laughs)
1: zombie. Well, that's why this is the perfect way to do it because all it would need to be is Kelsey Grammer alone (laughs)
0: in his (laughs) base.
2: Everyone else is already dead.
0: (laughs) This is Frasier Crane, and I'm surviving.
2: And it's just I Am Legend. He's literally, like, the only person left alive, but he's still, like, transmitting just in case.
1: Oh, he has a dog named that is named Niles.
2: Yeah, but you think he's talking to Niles for, like, a good chunk of time and then oh, yeah.
1: finally realize it's just a dog? <laughs> Why is this amazing? Wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've got a call on of mind one here. Guys, we're listening. just talking
1: 10 Cloverfield Lane. like <laughs> Frazier <laughs> <laughs> How did Steph not have her own song. That's How did she not have
2: her own song? It's baffling. Like the
1: fact that we did not get Steph doing a full on gay power ballad. (gasps) It's so
2: smart and so funny. And Ben Wiggins' charisma is off the chart.
1: Like Ben Wiggins is so charming.
2: He is so, the swagger he starts the song with where he's leading the other guys and he just like has this shoulder swagger that he does. I was like, I get it. Yep. I get it, Anna. I get yep. it. Like, yep. uh, so she puts her hair up in a very real looking messy ponytail, which is the moment I wrote down, I can't believe this wasn't a woman who wrote this.
1: Well, we do get Chekhov's Jesus star. I wrote down Chekhov's <laughs> Jesus
0: star. <laughs> What are well, the I wrote chances? That, he, he, that would he, explain so much about his 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 life. If his dad is Vandal Savage, his sister is Scandal Savage, and he is Arthur Savage.
2: He's, he is the unsuccessful <laughs> Savage sibling.
0: He's the middle management that's why, Savage.
2: That's why he's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I Which, think this uh, movie is extraordinarily feminist.
1: Agree, absolutely agreed, 100%.
0: I, I feel like uh, toxic masculinity. Yeah, toxic masculinity is something that's actually like very f- rarely broached in horror stuff. Yeah, um, just because I, I think even when women are portrayed well in horror, a lot of the time it is a dip into you know being more masculine and yeah. you know, being willing to kill some dudes and stuff like that. And I, I think this movie does a good job of of really questioning that yeah. um, without. Just such a
1: visibly, clearly, plainly, queer, openly queer main character in a horror movie and just have it be total plain Jane matter of fact. They don't even. We don't even have to see like no one queer character get painfully, horrifically killed off. She lives. I love it.
2: Yeah. I'm shocked by how frequently on this horror podcast I've already brought up Mean Girls. <laughs> mean Girls is a horror movie if you think about it. <laughs>
0: That's it for today. We'll see you back here on Friday, November sixth. Between now and then, follow us on Twitter at Prague Horror Pod, and like I said before, check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/progressively horrified. See you soon.